Good morning, all. This is Russell, your host, with this morning's encounter with the Lord. I'd like to welcome you all. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. God with us. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you that you call us to you this morning, a new day that you have blessed us with in our life. You call us to spend that first part of the day with you, to talk to you, to spend our time in prayer, communing with you, hearing from you, speaking to you. You say, come as you are. Bring all your baggage, bring all your cares and concerns. And you keep filling us with your joy. Every time we come to you, you fill us with your peace and your joy, that which only you can give. And what you give, no one can take away. And you continue to teach us on joy, Lord. Through reflections coming from Brother Savior, through the Friday Bible study teachings with Brother Vivek. And this morning again, we shall continue our reflection on joy. Thank you, Father, for that peace and joy. And we share the peace that you give us. We want to share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and are part of this praying family. Called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We share your peace and joy with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and all those that have no one to pray for them. We offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord. That when you want to bless them, our brothers, our sisters, the faith that is needed, we are able to supply it. We thank you, Father, that you have called each one here by name. And we want to share your peace and joy with all those of our brothers and our sisters that have not yet encountered you in a way where they have that personal relationship with you. We pray for their quickening as well. Lord, call them by name too. For they are your children as well. And with all those that have willfully chosen darkness over you, that have chosen to go with a lie, with some false teaching, and have not had the opportunity to explore the truth or have turned away from it. We ask for mercy, Lord, on their behalf. And let their eyes be open to see you, their father, to see the truth. So that when that truth is revealed to them, when every whale that stands in their way is torn apart, every mountain that blocks their view of you is cut down, they are able to see and know their father. And like the prodigal son, like each of us, turn around and come back to their father. And as we make our prayer this morning, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our God, our Father, our Maker, who is the lifter of men. No matter how many times we fall, he is ever there to pick us up. The Father that has loved us with an everlasting love that he even did not think twice to sacrifice his son for our sake.
It wasn't a matter of the suffering that Jesus would endure. His whole purpose was man must be saved. You are our shield. You are our strength and you cover us under your wings, Father. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son. The one who taught us faith, the one who fills us with joy and taught us how to have joy even in the midst of suffering, even while he was on his journey to the cross. For all he looked at was the joy of our redemption. And he thought worth it to undergo all that pain and shed every drop of his blood, his flesh being torn, for the joy that man would be saved, the Father's will would be fulfilled. It is he who taught us to call God our Father. It is he who taught us prayer. And it is he who sets the template for the ideal man, the Adam. The one made in the likeness, the man made in the likeness and image of God. So that when we conform to that likeness, when we take on his character, when it is no longer I, but my Christ who lives in me and my nature becomes like his, then I shall walk in that abundance and in that dominion that the Father has in plan for me. Where he said, I know the thoughts I think towards you. These are thoughts to give you prosperity and not to bring you in harm's way. Thoughts to give you Thoughts to give you an expected end. You always have that in your plan, Father. We thank you and we pray in the name of your spirit. The spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of victory, the spirit of light through whom there is all light, wisdom, revelation and understanding. Who searches the mind, the archives of the Father to teach us all that we need to know from his principles, from his prophecies, from his promises, from his word. The one who heals our backsliding is ever there with us, made his tabernacle in our bodies, in our hearts. The one who will never leave us. The very image of Jesus there. It is his spirit that raised him from the dead that now lives in us and gives life to our mortal body. We thank you, Father, that that life in the Spirit helps us and enables us to walk under an open heaven where we make a prayer and that prayer reaches you. The veil between us and you has been torn apart through the blood of Jesus. We are now given access. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord that you have blessed us with the gift of this life in the spirit, that you have quickened us and awakened us. And we are able to commune with you in our spirit. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with family, with friends, with angels, with destiny help us. You have made your provision in heaven and on earth available to us. But you give us a free will to choose and we choose you, Father. We choose to be with you. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with our bread. Bread for our body as well as bread for the spirit through your word. We thank you, Lord, 
that you bless the work of our hands, that you put food on our table, a shelter over our head. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to have this relationship with you. Where you put up with all our limitations, all our vulnerabilities, all our weaknesses. You never get tired. You never turn us away. But you are that loving Father that always looks on us with the eyes of love, with the eyes of mercy, and is ever willing to condone us and give us grace. Pull us up from there and feed us with your word so that the gap between us and where we should be is filled through that grace, through your incorruptible seed that fills us with your understanding and raises us up in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. This morning as we pray, this is a reflection which I shared yesterday about prayer in response to a prayer request on our Telegram group from one of our group members, our family members. And I just wanted to reiterate it today for the greater benefit of all those that have not seen it. And it's about us ministering to people or praying with people. I just wanted to share some key basics and there are multiple ways to do it, but these are just um, some scriptures that uh, came to mind at that time when we were praying. And there are a few key things that I would like us to remember and always bear in mind. The first one is for us to build faith in the person that we are praying. And we often ask prayers for us when we ask for prayer requests. And when others ask you for prayer, remember that you are to pray with them. Don't just pray for them. Praying for them is like jump-starting their car. But praying with them is like replacing their battery and showing them how to switch on the engine every single time. And we use scriptures for that, to build faith. And one of the key ones there is John 1 verse 3, which has come a few times this week. It's almost as if it's the scripture of this week. And the Lord is reminding us again and again of it. John 1 verse 3, through Jesus, all things were and are made. And without him, without him, nothing was made that was ever made. His word and his authority are final and are binding. And that word is the will of God. So he is the catalyst to every miracle. Without him, no miracle can take place. And through his word, God's will is expressed to us. And then about that word, Luke 1 verse 37 says, and this is what the NIV version says, no word from God shall fail. So if his word in Isaiah 53 verse 5 says that by the stripes and wounds of Jesus, you are healed, that is a word a line drawn in the sand. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but that word shall not pass. This is what the Bible says. So when you are praying for someone, depending on what the circumstance is, we look up the Bible to see what is written about that circumstance. And we use that scripture. We do not doubt it because it cannot fail. Instead, we rejoice, and this is where your joy comes in. 
we rejoice that it is already happening as we speak it, knowing that as soon as we speak, God's spirit moves. For it is the will of God. He must move. Genesis chapter 1. Creation takes place in every single miracle. When we speak his word in faith, he moves. Proverbs 16 verse 9 says, Man makes his plan in his heart, but God establishes it. So we ought to surrender that plan to God. Knowing his authority over all the universe. But he has given us authority over the earth realm. So we need to give him permission to intervene in the earth realm. Without our permission, without the permission of man, he will not intervene. Prayer is a way of giving him that permission. When we are giving him permission to fulfill his will for us, knowing that it is eternal, knowing that it is the best solution for us, because we do not have a better option. With all our intelligence, we cannot come up with a better option. So surrendering it to him and giving him permission. And there are many ways, you can use many other scriptures as well to build faith. So there are different ways of building it, but the key is to build faith through the use of the word, the scriptures. And then bear these scriptures in mind when you are ministering, when you are praying. So that when that faith is built up in the person and they are able to make their confession of that faith. That is when everything starts to move in the spirit realm. So they must first believe and then we go into prayer. And with prayer, one of the, the important verses is Mark eleven twenty three, where it says, speak to your mountain. Do not pray about it. Do not beg from it. Speak to it. An important verse about speaking here is from Proverbs 18, verse 21, which says, life and death, every dead situation. And Brother Vivek touched upon that teaching that we had done on Ezekiel 37. Every dead situation that is not responding in the way you want it to respond, in the way God's will says it should respond. An example of that is a person struggling with their health where God's word says he should be healthy. We speak to those dead situations. We speak to the source of it, the spirit of infirmity and whatever spiritual cause backs or sponsors that challenge in the person's life. So Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, life and death are in the power of your tongue and those who love it. That is, those who understand the power that lies within their tongue when they speak it, they shall eat of its fruit. They shall receive the outcome, the manifestation of what they have said in faith. What you speak is what you get. So speak to any such obstruction in the life of the person you are praying for, and it could be yourself as well. Tell it to move out of the way. And just like Mark 11 verse 24 says, it can uproot, if you command it, it will have to uproot itself from there and be planted in the sea. 
be planted out of your way and not come back again in that way. And an important thing here is do not speak negative words of despair or lose hope. And this is one of the key things we need to tell those we are ministering for as well. Otherwise, we pray for them and then they go back. They lose patience or they hear a lie told by the enemy again, either through their doctor or through someone else. And they speak negative words of worry or fear. That negative word can abort a miracle. What you speak is what you get. Now, coming again, just touching on the topic of speaking the word. There are many that believe in taking a moderate approach to it. Some believe in requesting, requesting God to do it, or requesting or begging in some cases. Genesis 1 verse 26 says, God made us, he made men, each of us, in his likeness and image. So if we are like him, first question is, does this king of the universe beg? If he doesn't, then we who are made in his likeness and are given authority over the earth, so you're like kings of the earth, should you be begging? You have the same ability. Genesis 1 verse 28 says, let them have dominion. One that has dominion cannot beg, shouldn't beg. So if anyone told you that you ought to beg, look back again into this scripture, Genesis 1 verse 28. That is where your authority lies. And then again, Luke 10 verse 19, where Jesus reiterated it and he said, okay, if we have lost it to Satan through Adam and Eve, I have paid the price on the cross. Now I have given you power. He has given us the authority to use his name. The name of the king of kings, the Lord of hosts. Once we have regained that dominion, we have the spirit of the king of the universe living within us. Are you still going to beg? Should you be begging? Or should you be using that God-given authority? Understand your authority and make them understand their authority as well. It is not by begging, but by commanding that we are able to make things move. The only one that we stand in reverence before is God our Father. Over everyone else, we command. But that is the authority we have been given in the earth realm. How do we command? Let's look at what Job 22, verse 27 and 28 says. 27 says, Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear you, and you shall pay your vows. Whatever you have promised him in your prayer, you fulfill it. And then verse 28 says, You shall decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. It is like establishing a law. A king generally decrees. The Bible says here, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. And the light that is God's grace and favor, his wisdom shall shine upon your ways. So his favor shall be upon you. So go ahead and decree, speak confidently and command healing, command restoration, command transformation, command revival. 
command those spirits of infirmity, spirits of iniquity to leave. They have to obey the authority that you represent, the name of Jesus. So when you speak it in his name, it is virtually almost as if you have been given control over the earth realm, but also the spirit realm. And they must obey because of the overall authority that you represent in his name. And most importantly, when you speak it, Mark 11 verse 24 says, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you have received and you shall have them. So the person that we are praying with must receive that healing in their spirit. They must believe, open their hearts and receive it. See it with their closed eyes, visualize it. Like Habakkuk chapter 2 says, visualize it, see it with closed eyes. What would that person be doing when they are recovered from their current problem? See them doing that. And now that we have claimed it in the spirit and received it in the spirit, it is theirs. Or if you are praying for yourself, it is yours. So when it's yours, what do you do? You start behaving like it's already yours. That is actions that follow a faith for faith without action is dead. It must show in your joy in the spirit. In the spirit, if you are completely convinced that you have received it, that joy will be there. And you start thanking the Lord for restoration through this miracle. Your joy at this time demonstrates the extent of your faith. Brother Vivek and Brother Savio touched upon this joy yesterday as well. If you haven't read Brother Savio's reflection, I would encourage you to read it. What he has posted last night on both our channels, on WhatsApp and on the Telegram group. And I'll add one more revelation here on joy. Please listen carefully. The devil is only after your joy. If the devil cannot steal your joy, he cannot keep your goods. He cannot keep that which belongs to you. I repeat it again. If the devil cannot steal your joy, he cannot keep what belongs to you. Because that joy is the measure of your faith. And if your faith is upheld and strong, your miracle must manifest. There is no way you can abort it. The only way you can abort is when he does what he does best. Stealing. If you don't let him steal, we maintain our joy. He cannot steal from you. If he is able to steal and is successful, then faith lost is miracle lost. It doesn't matter what you lack. If you have not lost your joy and praise, then you are on your way to full recovery. Uphold your joy and keep praising and thanking God for what you have received and claimed in the spirit. Do not let go until you see it manifest in the physical. Yes, start thanking him in advance, even before you see it in the physical. That is an action taken in faith. And I often use a common example of us making a request of even a friend when you need that friend to do a small job for you. 
Now, which is a better way to ask them, can you please do this for me? Or should we say, thank you for doing this for me? When you say thank you, they probably would be a little reluctant, but they will still oblige and do it. That's what friends do. That's what God does as well. How much more will he do it? When we start saying thank you and we keep him as the object of our reverence and prayer. Our eyes focused on him. The important thing to remember here is for the person you are ministering to, their faith, once it is built up, is sufficient to make it happen. The faith of every person that prays is sufficient to make it happen. We do not need the faith of a preacher for it to work. So do I need Brother Vivek to pray for me that my prayer will be answered? No, we don't. And that is the bottom line of his teaching. Use your faith, your God-given faith. When you look up to him, when you surrender to him, that is one of the first gifts he will pour. Faith. Use that very faith. Get them to use their own faith. If they use our faith and obtain their miracle, they will never grow as Christians. They will never grow in their relationship with God. They will never learn how to pray. So next time when people say pray for me and you decide to pray with them, please minister faith first. Let's look at, there are many instances in the Bible where Jesus has done healings and the key one, the key bottom line, bottom factor in all of them is he says, the common factor is, he says, your faith has healed you. I might just reference one here, Mark 10 verse 52, when he healed blind Bartimaeus. He asked him, what do you want me to do? And Bartimaeus asked that he might see and Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. In every instance where he conducted healings, he often said and re reiterated the same, your faith has healed you. So their own faith can heal them. They do not need the faith of Brother Vivek. They can learn from him on how to have the level of faith that he has. But if they learn it and apply it, their own faith can heal them. Every time we are ministering to someone or praying, for someone, don't pray for them, pray with them, minister faith and joy first. They must believe and then teach them how to reproduce that miracle which you know will take place in their life when you are praying with them and releasing your faith. All we then need to do is simply add our faith to it and let God handle the rest. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we each understand the value in sharing that mystery that you have shown us called prayer, the ability to make things move in the spirit and bring them to manifestation in the physical through faith and through joy in our heart. I pray that we each understand it so that the next time we are faced with challenges, we don't give in to worry and we don't let others give in to worry either but we help build their faith. We don't pray for them. We pray with them and teach them how to pray as well. Knowing that you, our Father, will bring that faith in connection with the manifestation, its outcome. 
We ask for that building in our spirit. And as we pray for that growth in our spirit, we pray also for our physical and our temporal needs. For all those requests that have been mentioned on the group, especially those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that have been afflicted with the COVID virus. Those that are battling life-threatening diseases, that are hospitalized and will undergo surgeries this day. We pray also for all families, every member of every family of the Brisbane Prayer Group. And in a special way for all other families as well, especially the ones that are undergoing separation, division, through violence, through abuse, through misunderstandings, through infidelity, anything that seeks to take away the love that you poured into that home when you joined them together, Father. We cover each of these with your precious blood, Jesus. That blood which has won us victories. That blood which is our lifeline through which there is restoration and rebuilding. Through which is your love poured out into our hearts and into our homes. Knowing that it has won for us every victory and when we nail all those limitations to the cross, there is a rebirth. They are made a new creation in you, Jesus. All the old must pass away and everything be made new in accordance with your likeness and your image. The incorruptibility that you pour in us through your spirit and his presence here that convicts us and turns us away from all that wickedness. When we understand your word and we apply it, he speaks to us through that word. And he reminds us of that word. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. And we thank you for the powerful prayer that Brother Vivek made for all those in addiction last night. We thank you for all the healings, Lord. We thank you for the gifts that you have poured in each of these lives. That there is a new freedom. And we pray again, remembering all those that we are personally praying for, that need that freedom. In your name and under your authority, Jesus. We declare every such chain, every such yoke broken. That it is taken off their neck and the burden taken off their shoulder. We ask your anointing, Father, for that. The yoke-breaking anointing. The deliverance anointing. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families and friends. Especially those in our families, in our own circles that have not yet been saved, that have not yet been quickened in the spirit and received their gift of salvation. We ask for that quickening, Father, that their lives be transformed too. And like Jesus, we might also say, of those whom thou hast given me, I shall lose none. We want each of these that are dear to us to be saved, Lord. 
We want each of them to have their place in their father's house and not be lost in the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. We ask for your mercy, Lord. We now connect with you in our spirit to pray in the gift that you have given us, the gift of tongues. We thank you, Father, that you have heard our prayer patiently. You always hear us. And when we release our faith, you, O Holy Spirit, who prays with us and on our behalf, moves at that release of faith. You hover over everything that looks void, that looks formless, that looks hopeless. And you give it shape. You uphold our hope. You uphold our faith and bring it to manifestation exactly in the way that we have prayed it and we have asked for. Exactly in the way that we have spoken it. We thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. We now connect our spirit with yours to be one spirit as we make our prayer of agreement with you and with each other. And when we release our faith, Lord, we thank you for that manifestation. I encourage everyone that can pray in tongues to please unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift, please take that bold action of faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take charge of your tongue and you start speaking one syllable. And let him take over. He wants to give you that gift, but we must let him take over for that. Let us pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ishmael <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This morning as we were praying, the vision that the Lord gave me, it was it was as if as Satan had his arm around somebody's neck, choking them. And the Lord said, the evil one does not want you to realise the power that you have in the word of God. And the scripture I was given was 1 Corinthians 2, 1 to 5. And I came to you, brethren, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in much fear and trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
I just sense the Lord saying what he has mentioned in Romans 11, verse 2, and this is the first part of it, where it says, God has not cast away his people which he foreknew. He has not cast away his people which he foreknew, which he knew before. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat as well. This is from John chapter 12, verses 46 to 48, where it is written. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejects me and receives not my words has one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your words of encouragement and your warnings as well that you give us through your messages. Open our eyes, the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our spirit to see you in every situation, in every circumstance and in every person and to connect with you, Lord, to operate in love just as Jesus did even upon his way to the cross. And to take on his character, his image, his likeness. As you have taught us and as he has taught us through his word. And continues to teach us. That every dark area of our life. That has still not, be that has still not been illuminated by your wisdom. Might receive this light through your word. And be saved, be transformed, be renewed. And we leave that area of our life behind and walk ahead, marching in the spirit, holding your hand, Father. Thank you, Lord. Under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for each of us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us take up a cross, carry his gospel that he has given us. And he said, go forth and make disciples of men. Let us go out and be that blessing in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone.
Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Russell. God bless everybody.